ways that I may see, glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Lace in my hands the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. Silently now I wait for thee, ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my eyes, illumine me, Spirit divine. Ah, don't you just feel so much better and relaxed? <laughs> Thank you. I do. <laughs> well, I'm about to change that. Of course you are. Because we're you here to tell you. I do. <laughs> we're here to tell you that if you don't draw a line, they will do it for you. Eh, yes, they will. <laughs> and you know who they are, don't you? Those that are not us. It is they, them, those that are not us. And exactly. in this case, they done bumped their heads and lost their minds. Okay, yes, what have they, they done? <laughs> what have they That's who, a loaded question so which with my they, first story lined yeah, up. Exactly. Which okay, we got three stories. No, which no, which no. they are we in? Uh, you have with? no idea when you ask what did they do, how loaded of a question that is with story number one. Okay. I debated on on how to how to phrase this, mm-hmm. how to how to title this. Okay. And there are too many good options. Yes. Okay. So I think I've just settled on kinky pride. What? <laughs> kinky pride? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Should I give you anything else or should we just dive into it this It has nothing to do with a bunch of lions with the tails tied in a knot. Nope. No. Okay. Well, that was Shall we just dive into yeah, it? Okay. Would you like to experience the train wreck in real time? Oh, experience. All okay. right. Yeah. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. I'll get my stuff on. I need one for this chair after a while. Okay. Our family often took the train into Philadelphia. But as we rode across the bridge to attend the city's pride parade five years ago, my wife's leg bounced with a nervous jitter. Okay. You know what a pride parade is? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. She squeezed my hand, worried that she might run into a colleague or be harassed by a stranger. My wife is trans and wasn't out at the time so she typically only expressed her authenticity in the privacy of our home. That morning, she wore a green skirt and light makeup, brushing her hair all to one side. Even though we'd attended pride marches and protests in previous years, that day was our first celebrating open family. So the, the, the writer is a woman, married to a man, dressed like a woman. Okay. Are you with me so far? Okay. So there's two now, quote-unquote, women in the house. No, there's one woman in the house and one dude who pretends to be. So. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. All right. So we got one dressing up like one and there one you go. gotcha. Okay. When our children grew tired of marching, we plopped onto a nearby curb just as we got settled. Our elementary schooler pointed in the direction of oncoming floats, raising an eyebrow at a bare chested man in dark sunglasses whose black suspenders clipped into a leather thong. Oh. There is a sentence, heretofore unread in human history. Yeah. Ew. The man paused to be spanked playfully by a partner with a flogger. Okay. What are they doing, my curious kid asked as our toddler cheered them on. Oh, gosh. 
The pair was the first of a few dozen kinksters who danced down the street, laughing together as they twirled their whips and batons, some leading companions by leashes. Oh no. At the time, my children were too young to understand the nuance of the situation. Nuance, that's, a, that, that's the word. <laughs> that word is doing an awful lot yeah. of work in that <laughs> sentence. But <laughs> I told stretched. them the truth, that these folks were members of our community celebrating who they were and what they liked to do. But wait. Oh, no. There's more? There's more. Okay. The kink community has participated in pride since its inception, risking their jobs and safety to be authentically themselves in public. Because, you know, unless I'm allowed to wear a leather thong, clip the suspenders, and be spanked by another bare-chested man, I'm not sure I'm authentically me in public. Said no one with no. a brain ever. You, you're just looking for yeah. attention. Still, every year as Pride Month approaches, a debate erupts about whether kink belongs at Pride at all. Those hoping to oust kinksters often cite the presence of children as their top concern. Yeah, why would that be an issue? That was <laughs> pointedly the oh, case. Now we think of the children? <laughs> that was pointedly the case, when the, uh, case this year when Twitter users argued that kink at Pride is a highly sexualized experience that children should be shielded from. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thousands of users supported these posts. They do have a... Oh my goodness. Somewhere it has not been completely seared. But anyway, where are we? Claiming that kink at Pride crossed a line because minors also attend these events. Now you, this is the train wreck right here. Okay, you had to go that through wasn't... All, you had to go through all of that to get to the train wreck. <laughs> okay, so... I agree that Pride should be a welcoming space for children and teens, but policing how others show up doesn't protect or uplift young people. Instead, homogenizing self-expression will at Pride will do more harm to our children than good. When my own children caught glimpses of kink culture, they got to see that the queer community encompasses so many more non-traditional ways of being, living, and loving. So, if, so, let me summarize this argument. There's a yep. train wreck. Yes, so if you please. are unwilling to allow your toddler to watch a man in a black leather thong and suspenders be spanked with a whip by another man, similarly dressed, you are now homophobic. You bigot. How about... No, let them be innocent children. They don't need to see or experience any of this. Well, see, anybody with a brain would agree with you, but here's my point. Uh-huh. This is the argument, the internal, this is why the story is so important. This is the internal argument going on with the alphabet soup warrior brigade, whatever you okay. want to call them. Yeah. And you can't call them man. That's too much loaded. Yes, it the is. The alphabet soup commando. That just no. sounds like naked people eating food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's somewhere. No, there's probably a magazine devoted there's to that. There's probably a magazine devoted. Yeah, <laughs> so a magazine but, devoted everything uh, else, as George Carlin once said. Uh -huh. But here becomes the issue. This is the debate that they're having. Why is this a debate? Any rational human being should be able to look at this and say, "I don't want my child watching on a public street what you do in a bedroom." Exactly. No, I don't care what you do in a bedroom. No, yeah, I don't either. I think that, that's your bedroom. Likewise, you Go shouldn't ahead. care what I do in my bedroom. No. But when you bring what's supposed to be in your bedroom to a public street, I get the right to have pushback. And, yes. we should be, and this should be a debate that is well had. Now, here's why, better yet, let's ask the question. 
So ready? This is this is the uh, this is like the home version of of why of reading the news. Okay. So play along and answer this question for yourself at home while Cameron contemplates. Why is this even conversation and a means of debate for the alphabet soup brigade? Well, because there's a reason. I think it's obvious, and I think it's biblical. I think there's an obvious biblical reason why they're even struggling to have this debate. Mm. Well, part of it is that it, even some within their own community acknowledges that there is appropriateness. I, but, but the problem, but okay, but there's nowhere, no other community on earth is having this argument. No. So why are they, why is this an argument that they have to have? Like, why is this just not universal that children shouldn't go to these yes. things? Or no, it's not that children shouldn't go to these things. I could even I could understand that argument. Yeah. Why is why is this a part of your expression, and why why must children be exposed to this? Because that's the argument that's being made. Yeah. Is you need to expose your toddlers to this. leather thong men being spanked. I to desensitize, to make it normal, to but not no, necessarily no, normal. That may be. But why is it a debate? Why can't they just? Instantly and categorically condemn this. Ready for your answer? Because I've got it right here. And okay. although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. That's yeah. your answer. It has yeah. nothing to do with indoctrination. It has everything to do with condemnation. I know inherently there is something wrong with a naked man being spanked by another naked man in the middle of a public parade. Mm-hmm. I just inherently know that this is... This is not right. And therefore, if it's not right for me, I definitely inherently know that I should not have children present while this is going on. Yes, I agree. They can't make that condemnation. Because when they make that condemnation... It's the old line from when you were at school. Every time you point one finger out... There's three looking back at you. So how dare... They, they don't want people telling what they do wrong. So how they dare... They tell someone ding, else ding, what ding, they ding, do ding, wrong. Ding, 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 ding. Therefore, how dare they tell children and hide them and mm-hmm. keep them safe and protected from sexual exploitation. They because can't. that's all they're doing. They is can't. They're just exploiting Agreed. children. Agreed. This, this is a criminal offense. I'm it should sorry. be. This it is basically... We talked about this few. This is pederasty. This is grooming. Yes, it is. It's the is more grooming. common name. This is the one thing that you were taught how to watch for is to prevent but sexual just, abuse from you children. You nailed it. This is... You nailed it. That's, that's mm-hmm. the exact description. How dare I condemn because I'm trying to live a lifestyle that the world would condemn and tell me is wrong. I know it's wrong. See, this is Paul's entire argument in Romans 1, mm-hmm. is you know right from wrong. You choose to reject that, therefore... Your greatest enemy now becomes the world at large because what you know to be true, they're just telling you over and over again. So I want to go out of my way. They hide it. They hide it for so long until finally they have enough people to push them out to blazingly just defy what is right and wrong. It's a soothing ointment for the seared conscience. Yeah, it's, other it's, it's burn opinion. cream for my conscience in a nutshell. Yeah. And so how dare you tell me that my children shouldn't see that? Because what you're really telling me is... What I do is wrong. Mm-hmm. Ding, There's ding, something ding, ding, wrong ding, ding. about what I do. They therefore. can't draw a line because the minute they draw any, any line... line. Now, this should, be, uh, this should be instructive for the Christian. Because Christian, don't be afraid to tell them it's wrong. 
because they yeah. won't draw a line and they already know when you mm-hmm. tell them that it's wrong. And look, yeah. I'm not saying you got to be a jerk yeah. about it, but yeah. when you have the discussion and you point out the sinfulness of the activity, you are pointing out what they already innately know. You are not tilling new soil. You mm-hmm. are not doing new things. You are merely bringing to the forefront of a seared conscience and ripping the scab off. Yeah. And you know what? That's the first step in gospel proclamation is letting you understand that I have a sin debt before a holy God. Yeah. This is the issue. Welcome to what the world is trying to, with shame and derogatory language, get you to stop doing is stop bringing up my sin. Well, the only way you get them to a savior is by having them acknowledge that there is an actual sin. sin. Mm. So, <clears throat> excuse me, my attitude is dive in. We need more stories like this because if this is how they're going to act and this is the argument they're going to have, I like my chances. Let's have this argument. Yeah. Show Go me ahead. how you're, you're protecting your children. Show me how what you're doing is right. Because, because there, is, there is a silent center in this country that's not on their side, but Christian, I got news for you. They're not on our side either. Mm. But when it comes to stuff like this and having to take your kids to the mall to see, you know, and not wanting to see, you know, thong, leather thonged men spanking each other, they're a lot closer to our side than they are theirs. If you want to have influence in a culture, continue to stand for something that is pure, good, and right because it doesn't change. It doesn't go away. They have nothing but depravity. We actually have truth mm. and beauty and things that are uplifting and things that are good for this world. Shame on us if we hide them. It's almost yes. like there's a Bible verse about putting your light under a basket uh-huh. or something. Exactly. Can't do it. Burn the house down in the process. Are you ready for fun with language? Oh, I'm already good at that already. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't speak much All right, when it comes here you to go. normal language. Though. All right, fun with language. Here we trigger go. warnings are triggering. Duh. <laughs> uh, you, you ain't gonna like this. Well, there's a trigger warning. Well, that made me upset. Well, that's get over not it. why they're triggering. Oh, that's not? No. Oh, my goodness. Okay, never mind. A liberal arts college in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yes, it's Always. New England. That just kind of. I know I'm from Connecticut. Do not ask me what happened to New England. We literally claim the state that is live free or die. And yet, and, like, in their na- one neighbor is live free or die, and the other was, how dare you use the wrong pronouns with me? Uh, I've been micro-trigger aggressed or something. Yeah, don't, it I, doesn't make any sense. You wonder, you wonder why rural New England is like, we don't know these people. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, there's New England in northern Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire, uh-huh. and then there's New England of Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. And they are two different New Englands. I agree. Because yeah. the, the ones who are living in the southern end are, are this, and the ones in the northern end are like, don't talk to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, can we, like, start separating the state into regions? I mean, it's, it, it's unbelievable. So anyway. Yeah, the, there are people who are. A liberal <laughs> arts <laughs> college in Massachusetts, of course, uh-huh. has warned its students and faculty against using violent language. No such thing. Even banning the phrase trigger warning for its association with guns. <laughs> now show me on the doll where the words hurt you. <laughs> yes. That's ridiculous. Because you use the word trigger? How about Oh wait, boy, I I, I have Oh a, you're not done? I have a list. Oh goodness. We'll okay, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Brandeis University in Waltham has created an anti violence resource called the Prevention Advocacy and Resource Center. 
Dun, dun, dun. That makes me think of libraries, and libraries have big words that are scary. I don't like that. He shouldn't mm-hmm. use those words. <laughs> Which provides information and advice to students and staff. Sure it does. It lists words and idioms, including picnic and rule of thumb, which it claims are violent and suggests dreary alternatives such as outdoor eating for the former and general rule for the latter. Now, I don't have explanations for all of these, but you're going to like this. (laughs) The college claims that picnic Uh is often associated with, this is where you get to play along at home. Go ahead. Why is picnic a violent word what could it be associated with okay um (laughs) all right if i really want to like dig down into Mm -hmm. stupid stupidness i would say slavery and having pig picking you're close oh it's associated with lynchings of black people in the united states how in the world do they come up with i don't want to know during which white spectators were said to have watched while eating referring to them as picnics or other terms involving racial slurs against black people i have never once like been invited to a picnic or known anyone to go into a picnic and be like oh we killing anybody uh uh, no and if you think like that have your head examined yeah, really. Stop having the leather thong man spank you. I think it's affected your brain. Exactly. Picnic is derived from the French peak, 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 I don't even have to say French, I don't care. <laughs> Originally used to describe the taking of one's own wine to a meal, which later evolved to, an, evolved to encompass the sharing of food outdoors and started being used in England in the 18th century. So nothing to do with... Th- All right, would you like the list? Oh, wait, I forgot. I do have explanations. Okay. All right, so this is the words they can't use and the reason why they well, can't the, use Well, the oppressive language, uh-huh. the possible alternatives, uh-huh. and then the explanation. All right, I'll, can you give me the explanation before you give me the alternative? Because I want to hear why they think the word is bad first. All right. You so. can't use the phrase killing it. No. Okay. What does what killing it mean? Getting something done? Yeah. If someone is doing well, we don't need to equate that to murder. Murder is different. I planned on that. (laughs) Killing is not necessarily murder. Instead of saying you're killing it, you should use great job or awesome. Oh, wow. We're going back to the 60s and 70s, No, no. We're going to the Lego movie. Everything Everything is is awesome. awesome. (laughs) Yep. All right. Okay. Do not use these coordinated phrases or these uh, sister phrases. Uh Take a shot at or take a stab at. Again, we're killing people. These expressions needlessly use imagery of hurting someone or something. Instead, we should give it a go or we should try. Oh, so we're trying to bring back the 1950s. <laughs> Golly gee, Dad, that's awesome. Oh, is that really what we're trying to do? Leave it to Beaver and Andy Griffith? See, I'm always reminded of the, uh, the terrible George Clooney Batman movie. Uh-huh. And at the end when he's storming the Riddler's Island. And they're climbing on the artificial island. Robin goes, holy rusted metal Batman. And George Clooney's Batman goes, huh? And he goes, the island, it's made of metal and it's rusted with holes in it. Yes. <laughs> and he like, goes, oh. Because, yeah, the 1960s, so that was, that's that was Robin. Yeah. And happy days. That's, oh, wait, my wait. good. They're trying to bring back re- vintage retro. Wow. We can't use trigger warning. The word trigger has connections to guns for many people. Like most people. Yeah. <laughs> we can give the same heads up using language less connected to violence. So instead of trigger warning, we should have a content note or a drop in. I don't even well, know how they're the same. You should thing. be careful with saying heads up because that makes me think of like playing volleyball with somebody's dead head. <laughs> You're going to like this one. 
Okay. Rule of thumb. Okay, this I, I, rule of thumb. I would assume it has to do with the unit of measure at some point in the origin, like like measuring horses, your hands high is how you measure horses. From, yeah, but why would but, this be offensive? Now, why would this be offensive, a rule of thumb? Ah, oh, thumb's oppression that holds you down. Uh, well, sort of in a roundabout way. I have no, okay. This expression comes from an old English law allowing men to... Beat their wives with sticks no wider than their thumb. That is still on the books in North Carolina. <laughs> We're moving. <laughs> and who I know here, But who here reads rule of thumb? Be like, <gasps> you're going to hit somebody. a woman being beaten. Instead, you should use general rule. It's a general I, rule. Well, I, I, I picture an army general who is abusive. Crazy. Instead no. of picnic, we should use outdoor eating. Uh-huh. We explained what picnic is. that one, yeah. You're going to like, this is, this, is, this is my favorite. This okay. is an obvious one. Go off the reservation. Okay. Yes. This phrase has a harmful and... history rooted in the violent removal of indigenous people from their land and the horrible consequences for someone that left the reservation. Okay. Instead, we should disagree with the group defect from the group we can't use we can't, defect wait a minute. what about all the old communists who yes. could be offended yes <gasps> the ones who defected from russia and such not me come on i'm triggered <gasps> michael you can't take that. <laughs> okay so why, why do we golly care? gee michael holy rusted metal batman <laughs> why do we care about this because just like the pride the alphabet brigade can't define <sighs> Where the line is, uh huh. They can't either. The culture rot uh-huh. of sin as it infests everything can't define what words mean and how you're allowed to use them. And what's good and, what's and keep not. the keep the point. They're, they're trying to define how you're allowed to use them. And what I get a kick out of is like as a pagan teenager growing up. You know what political party all my favorite comedians belong to? No, I don't. Uh-uh. They're all flaming liberals. Do you know why? No. Because they didn't care about what any of the words meant. Oh, they wanted to use all, all the words. words. However they saw And fit. how dare you tell me that I can't use yeah, and now that those liberals, words. They're turning around doing the same thing That now. same side is like, hey, we might have enough authority in this place that we can tell, tell people, people what, what words do, they can use. What yeah. words? Oh, my goodness. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh-huh. I'm not, once again, I'm not saying you need to be a jerk about it, Christian, but, you know, there might actually be a place in this world for using these words intentionally to once again point out the idiocy of this worldview. You can't say that. It reminds people of slavery. We're having food in a basket. What, who are these people? Yes, exactly. I will not, and here's the other, here's the answer. I will not be held hostage Mm -hmm. to your empty, vapid, pointless worldview. Yeah. You can't, Christian, this is what it looks like to not be blown about by every wind and wave of doctrine. This is what it would look like to not be driven by the, by the winds and the seas as they rise in Christ's parable. But to be anchored and say, no, that word actually has a meaning, and I don't care how you think you should interpret it. You know uh-huh. what? In Jesus' name, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I can't say that because what about people who have been attacked by sharks? Won't that be traumatizing? This is how... This, exactly. You how can't deep, say anything. No, exactly. How deep would the rabbit hole go? And the answer is however deep they think it should go to get you to stop saying what you're saying. Yeah, it's like to shut you up. That is the whole goal of the Don't let them shut, shut you up. You Instead, up. stand firm. Yeah. Okay. Really? Come on. Are you ready? Yeah. This That's is going to be your favorite. This is going right. to be your favorite of the day. 
Okay. It is time to kill all the critters. All the critters? All of them. All the critters. But if you do that, then I can't kill anymore because nope. they're all gone. Nope, it's time. All right, a little background. Okay. There has been a, um, a movement in this country the last several years. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite trivia questions, what, what group in this country euthanizes more animals than any other? Oh. Easy. PETA. PETA. Agreed. PETA does. Because they still run kill shelters. Yes, and that's all they do. All right. Yeah. Throughout the country, though, lots of shelters, animal shelters, you know, however they're run, have gone to no kill. Yes. And yeah. what, they've dis- what they've discovered is they have a, in some of these shelters, um, they're talking about 96 to 99% rehoming rates. Yeah. By just, we're not killing anybody. We're going to mm-hmm. hold on to them. We're going to figure it out until we, we find get, foster families yeah. to hold on and to them. And they're, and they're able to rehome yeah. most of these animals. Okay. Okay. Yes. This that's a, been, that's this, a good thing. This has been a great success and a change in how many of the shelters around the country have been operating. Yeah. All right. In her recent book, The Lives and Deaths of Shelter Animals, that's a, that's a chipper. Cheery conversation. Yeah, that's why I'm not reading. <laughs> Katia Gunther, associate professor of gender and sexuality studies at the University of California, Riverside. What does she do to these animals? <laughs> <laughs> First thought, that's what she does for a living. She writes a book about animals. This ain't right. Claims that dogs are being killed because of. Oh, no. You ready? Go ahead. There's a list. There's a list? Capitalism, anthroparchy. White supremacy and patriarchy. Those are just words. There's no group of words running around on pieces of paper giving dolls paper cuts that are killing them. <laughs> they're just words. They're, they're ideas. They I, had don't, to, they're, I, I had to look up anthroparchy. Yeah, I guess anthroparchy. <laughs> anthroparchy. I don't even know how you say it. Anthroparchy. Anthroparchy. I don't know. I don't know. Anthrop- yeah. Okay. It's a noun. The structure of attitudes, practices, and institutions by which humans dominate, exploit, and abuse members of other species. <laughs> okay. So she would know, since she obviously is a study in this. And so it's capitalism, human domination of the planet, white supremacy, and the patriarchy. Got to make sure we throw the patriarchy in there. They're, they're responsible for everything. Men. That's what, what, what why. What is the patriarchy exactly? Men running the place. That's black men, white no, men, no, yellow it, men, white supremacy, men. and the patriarchy. So it, it's white men running the place. Oh, okay. So patriarchy is look. Don't you? Don't garden. you? You okay. should know by this on the intersectional chart. The worst of oh, all know. possible yes. human beings is the straight white Christian male. Yeah. So me. Yes, exactly. I am the worst human being on the planet. I, I, I yes. feel strangely accomplished in that. And, and, there you go. I, hey, I, I'm number one. <laughs> I'm number one. I'm number one. Yay! Me. Yeah, we're first. You're first. Okay. Would you like her explanation? Not really, but yeah, go ahead. I need to hear it. She argues that allowing dogs to sleep inside is a privilege reserved for the white and wealthy, and that policies against keeping dogs chained up in backyards are intended to oppress people of color by imposing middle-class norms of animal keeping, in which companion animals are considered family and treated accordingly. These ignore the fact that people of color are themselves trapped in poverty— may have few options for legitimate income generation and possibly rely on their dogs for status. The dog can still stay in the house. <laughs> I was raised in the South where dogs stay in the backyard. They were either chained up or they weren't chained up. They went around however, wherever, whatever. So, I mean, dogs, want to ch- as long as the cha- they're getting fed, their water, they got hydration, they're in a safe place. 
okay, but they can still be brought in the house. I don't personally in like other words, the chain. Non-animal but if cruelty. The dog's not being cruel. Non-animal cruelty is racist. So being kind to animals is racist. Is racist and expecting black other people. Yeah. Is that what she's saying? That I don't know. I am not bad? speaking for Katya Gunther. Gunther, I don't know. Well, she needs to reevaluate what she's saying because that's what she's telling me because the opposite has to be true. If white people are the ones who are taking care of animals, then that means black people are abusive oh. to animals. I mean, no, that's not true. No. Shelter director Kristen Hassan opines that Gunther gets it right in oh. concluding that racism, classism, and the caste system are at the heart of the broken animal sheltering institution, arguing that laws to prevent the mistreatment of dogs discriminate against anyone in the U.S. other than white, middle-class, and upper-class individuals. Sloan Hawes, Tess Hupe, and Kevin Morris of the University of Denver's Institute for Human-Animal Connection. Why is that a thing? Uh, cite the book in their proposal in their proposal to relax the enforcement of animal protection laws, a proposal that threatens to reverse decades of hard-won progress. And look, there's some of those laws that are ridiculous. Agreed. I mean, we've actually tried to adopt a dog through adoption Agreed. agencies. Well, those and- aren't laws. Those are policies from yeah. the shelters. No, what they're talking about is most municipalities have on their books uh-huh. now laws against how long a dog so if, if your neighbor calls animal control and be like these people have left their dog outside on a chain for three days animal okay. control can come take your dog or at least i would think the least to investigate was like were you that's, sick or something that's you didn't part think about you were that's still feeding part of them, but it. okay okay what they're arguing is those laws so the laws that say you can't have 27 pit bulls in chain chained up in your backyard uh-huh. the, the law that says you can't leave your dog in the car with the windows up when it's 100 degrees outside those are laws in the yes. books in many places yes, okay. what they're arguing is that law uh-huh. is racist because it, it it expects people of all classes of all races and of all economic backgrounds to treat their animals the way that middle and upper class suburban white people treat their animals that's their argument but what about the middle black family that who live in the suburbans who do the same thing? They're apparently not racist. I what do you want from? I don't make the rules. I mean, what about I me? Mean, I my family is poor. We we grew up. We weren't rich. I know we were barely middle class. We were just we were under. We were still. Black, she almost had all her teeth. Yeah, exactly. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we had dogs in she, Missy and Major were two of our dogs, and they lived outside. And they were fed, had water. Well, they see, come in during hurricane well, season. Then congratulations. They went back you were, outside. They, you were fighting the patriarchy. Good job. But they still came inside. I still took care of them just because I don't take care well, of them the you way win. you want you me to. You did a good job. You fought the patriarchy. So you're missing the point. You're, you're arguing from the wrong side. They would tell you that's good. Because expecting people to do anything other than that is racist. So what they're arguing is you expecting and demanding other people to treat their pets like they're extended members of the family is racist and sexist and classist and it's evil. So therefore having laws on the books that prevent animal mistreatment and criminalize animal mistreatment are racist. racist Therefore they are evil. They are part of the systemic racism of this country. Systemic racism can now be identified as animal cruelty laws. 
Laws preventing animal cruelty are part of the systemic racism and oppression of our culture. Welcome to why I said you have to draw a line because they can't. No, they're, they, they don't even make sense. What does the enemy, what does the thief seek to do? Destroy. To kill, kill and, and destroy. destroy. Yeah. When does the locust stop? We they haven't used this example in a yeah, long time. Yeah, we haven't. You're right. No, they don't stop. They never do. When does sin stop corrupting, destroying your soul, and leading you down the path of destruction? Dead. When does Satan say, ooh, no, I've corrupted that one enough. It's time to move on. When you died in your sin. Why can't we stop? I'm going to use the, the, <laughs> the inclusive we. Why can't the alphabet brigade say... No, that behavior doesn't need to be put in front of children because they can't draw a line anywhere because sin can't draw a line anywhere. No, sin has to Why do we it. have to destroy language and make it impossible to communicate simple truths with each other? Because, because sin can't sin. stop in its definitions and draw a line anywhere. Why can we identify even the most basic of decency laws and how you interact with people in public and how you interact with the world at large? In other words, curbing your sinful dominion taking Mm-hmm. In subjugation of the planet, nice. we can't curb that. No. Why not? Because, because sin, sin loves it. and sin can't draw the no. line. Sin wants you abusing animals. Sin wants you hating your neighbor. Sin wants you unable to communicate basic truths. Sin wants you exposed to depravity and wickedness from the time you are able to comprehend what you are looking at until the moment your eyes die and you step into hell. That's what sin. And its master wants. Yeah. And you're seeing it in real time. That's your recurring theme that's going on here. Is that all of these things are just little pictures of when is enough enough? And the answer is for mm-hmm. evil and wickedness, never. It never is. Christian, when it comes to your righteousness, when is enough enough? Because how often do we say that? I've done this. I've done that. You know, I need to take a little break. When is enough enough? And the answer is it shouldn't be because when does the enemy sleep? It does. Exactly. It does not sleep. So when should your righteousness? It should never. It should never. This is why you have to actively push back, actively evaluate, think through. This is why I said again, don't be a jerk, but don't go along with any of this. Yeah, you can politely say no, thank you. Because the this minute is wrong. you go along with any of this, you have started down the slide. There's, there's literally, there's no end to it. Not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. It just keeps going and going and going. And going and going. So what have we learned here today, children? I need a nap. Sin lies <laughs> and corrupts everything. Yes, it does. The enemy will try to steal even your words. Mm-hmm. And sin makes even victories losses. Yeah, it does. That's impressive. Questions, comments, complaints, send them to <laughs> info at practicaltheologyministries.com. You can find all the good resources there. You guys know the drill. Such fun we have, huh? Yeah. Tis the season to not lose your mind. Oh, so yep. again, I don't, oh, I don't try to give you all this stuff because oh, this oh. is so much fun. We should do oh, this. I know, I know. But, but the, you have to think about it. Now we don't have to think about it all at one time like we no. did today. But over time, you can't let it go. You can't. And part of the lesson, though, is well, and that's and that's part of the point that I'm trying to get across is that you can't just look at this world and be like, well, that's just stupid. I can't even believe it. No, don't just say that's dumb. Say. Why it's dumb, what makes mm-hmm. it dumb, and then how do you stand firm against it? Because if you don't, eventually something dumb is going to come along that you didn't see coming, and you're going to be in a bad spot. So, 
Have fun. Pay attention. Don't submit. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.